It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and with me, my trusty co-host, Brad Fike. Yes, indeedy. That's uh, that's my name, and uh, investment advisory is my game. Oh, there you go. Flexible investment Flexible. advisory. What investment advisory is? I mean, that sounds like a business card waiting to happen. I think so. Maybe Financial even... yo guy, investment advisory is the name of the game. Finan- Let me think about that. You got some bit. thinking to do. You know, that'll be one of those emails I get at two in the morning, like the last one you sent me. You forwarded it to me later. But I saw, I went down and scrolled down to the bottom of the email where your original idea was, and I saw that you emailed yourself at like 2.30 a.m. this idea for the business, <laughs> and then at 9 a.m. that morning, I get it forward and said, hey, have you thought about this? And I scrolled down, I'm like, what in the world are you doing at 2.30 a.m.? That's when the greatest ideas of the world are created. <laughs> a real business owner never sleeps. And never, You never do. That's a true statement. And <laughs> so your mind is much clearer at 2 or 3 in the morning, and so things just explode it's just an explosion i don't know if that's true for me last i can barely make it to the bathroom at two or three in the morning sometimes my eyes are shut and i can't can't walk straight because i'm trying to wake up i can't imagine coming up with a great idea at that early well as you get older you learn how to do that a lot better i guess i I can i can go to the bathroom with my eyes closed now that's impressive (laughs) (laughs) i feel like all since i turned 60 that's what happens Is that because you're wearing a diaper now? No. Oh, just, okay. You know, I just wondered if that was the case. Close your eyes and go, man. It's, I mean, you do it, you know, 15 times a night. I'm gonna I'm have, just kidding. I'm gonna have to ask mom about that. She might not think your aim is as good as you think yeah. it is. <laughs> anyway, this podcast is taking a turn for oh, the worse. Maybe. We have digressed immediately. Oh well, that is what it is. So here we are. We are post Turkey Day, right? We just had yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, we are heading into the holiday season, and there is a lot of red on the stock market scoreboard. That darn COVID is back again for our third round. It's going to be a yo-yo ride for the for the rest of the year, I'm afraid, here. This is my thoughts. But I think it's still going to stay positive. I, this is my prognosticating prediction. I like that. Now, whether or not that means anything, I don't know. But it's good that you do have a prediction out there. Well, I'll go sort. get the crystal ball off the desk over here, and I'll let you know. Oh, there you go. Well, I mean, the thing is, and this is something that I've already had conversations today with people about. I'm sure I'll have more conversations over the next month. But it's, it is what it is. This is the stock market in a nutshell. New news and new information was released last week that there is a new variant of COVID and the markets are reacting. Now, the question that everyone has is, do I need to run? Do I need to panic? Do I need to get out? Well, you know, I don't know. I wish I knew. If I knew, boy, you'd be a lot richer than you already are as my client. And also, I probably wouldn't need to work because I would just play the stock market and make all my money and never lose anything. But when we look at this and we look at COVID in general, what it's looked like is that the long-term view is still winning, right? We, we had the short-term blip of the original COVID and the shutdown and all that stuff that happened over a few months. Markets proceeded to grow afterwards. We had the Delta variant come out. Markets took a dip. Then they proceeded to grow. Now, I can't say it's going to happen over the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks, or the next couple of months, but I'm pretty bullish on the long-term view of the markets that this will be something that happened, and then in the future, we're going to see the markets grow because markets are based off of businesses, and businesses aren't just going to go out of business because there's a new strain of COVID. They're going to find a new way to make profits and a new way to make their shareholders happy, and that's what we're invested in, and we just got to trust that process. Yeah, and I've said this many, many times recently is that there's uh, trillions and trillions of new money 
that has been printed since the COVID, since mm-hmm. let's go two years roughly. Mm-hmm. There's trillions and trillions of dollars globally injected in the systems of all kinds of countries, not just the U.S. Where does that money go? It ends up in people's pockets, businesses' pockets. It ends up in the system. It's got to be spent somewhere or it's going to be invested. And if it's spent to some business, that business ends up having excess money, they're going to invest it, right? I mean, this right. is just what happens. So money's going to be invested or saved somewhere. Well, if I go to the bank, I'm going to get maybe 10 basis points if I'm lucky. Right. If I go to the bond market, it's negative. It's down 1% to 2% on up, depending on what kind of a bond you're in, mm-hmm. bond funds or individual bonds or whatever values go down on those so the bond market's not the place to go necessarily so then people go well the best place is the stock market so as long as all that money's out there floating around people looking for a place to put it and do something with it they're going to the stock market so so my my gut tells me that the market's going to keep going now does that mean it's going to be a straight up shot no it never never, has been it never does that it's going to be a yo-yo ride and there's always going to be new news it's going to be the next virus and the next virus or you know the next supply demand issue which we all know is going strong at this point there's always going to be something that's going to zigzag it and back and forth and roller coaster it but you know that's the way it is but as long as there's all that money out there i'm thinking inside my head's going yeah i think it's going to keep going for a while right i could be wrong Right. Well, and you've never been wrong. You know, you taught me as a kid, always right, never wrong, Brad the dad. So there's no way you can be wrong. No, that's what I tell my family members. Some of them don't believe me, though. Your grandson believes you. My wife doesn't. Well, <laughs> I don't think she ever believed you on that one. Well, I my, know my wife doesn't believe me. My grandson's three. He hasn't figured it out yet. And nobody's ruined it for me yet with him. <laughs> but they will eventually. Eventually, your day will come where he's going to go the opposite direction like all of us kids did. Always wrong, never right, Brad the dad or yeah. Uncle Brad or whatever it was, whoever uh, you're talking to. I got to. a lot of variations. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I, you have to throw the COVID thing in there. We have to have that conversation because it's going to be a question. And our listeners have that question. Our listeners, family, and friends, they have that question. Everyone is wondering, what do I do? And the answer is the same thing that we've been coaching all of our clients to do since the beginning of when they got invested. Look long-term. And you're right. Is it going to go straight up? Who? Probably not. Is it going to go straight down? Well, probably not that either. Is it going to be a jagged road? Yes. So just roll with the punches. Same thing that we do every time. We say, stay the course. Don't panic trust the plan and just keep on moving forward and you know this leads into what our topic is today it is because if you don't so our topic is uh, what is the title title exactly well so we started a series in our last episode it's called five habits of financially effective person and that's our our little spin-off of stephen covey's book now we didn't steal any of his ideas from his book but boy that title's catchy isn't it so anyway it was a fr- from a friend of ours a listener brandon he gave us that idea um who, you know, he's come up with some actually pretty good topics that he wants to talk about. And this one that we're talking about is reviewing your financial plan at least annually. So your financial plan, your portfolio, everything you have, you need to review it at least annually. So that's why I say it leads into that, because if we review regularly with a client, and we go over the investment, we go over their time frames, we go over their dreams and their wishes and all the stuff we're going to talk about here. That means that we have a portfolio designed for them. 
Right. So if it gets zigzaggy and news gets ugly and we keep the long-term perspective, then that's why it's important to meet once a year to make sure that we do have you in the right portfolio. Yes. Right? It's funny. Um, we, we've talked about this. I think we even used this quote on the podcast in a previous episode. We don't have, um, we don't have people with portfolio problems. We have portfolios with people problems. Absolutely. The portfolios that we design do exactly what they're designed for. The problem with many people in their investment portfolios is they may not be taking enough risk or they may be taking too much risk. They may not be in the right portfolio design for them. So if you're in a fully aggressive portfolio that has lots and lots of stock in it, very little to no bonds in it, you're going to have a very big roller coaster ride in the market. When the ups are up, you're riding highs. When the lows are low, you're riding lows, right? But the problem is is that we get people who will come into our office or clients who want, I want all the highs with none of the lows. It doesn't exist. So you have to design a portfolio that fits better for them. What is that bottom part that makes you scared? Let's not go below that. What's that top part that you need or expect to get to your goals? Well, let's make sure we have a portfolio in there. So why do we have these reviews is because sometimes people will say, I want this portfolio. They look at the numbers. They say, this makes sense. And then they experience that portfolio and they look at it and they go, this was more than I thought I was getting into. I bit off more than I can chew. We need to change something. And that's when we look back and readjust. Maybe we are taking more risks than what you initially wanted, or maybe you didn't know how much risk you were comfortable with and you're finding out that you're not comfortable with you know, this little bit of risk or you wanted more return. Whatever it is, you have to design the portfolio that fits the client. Well, the problem is, is that sometimes the client doesn't know what they need. So. Right, and this comes back to flexibility as well. So if you meet every year and things in your life change, then you need to change sometimes the risk or the portfolio mixes. And so that's the flexibility part. I mean, if if you set something, lock it in and go, I never have to, to change this. I never have to change it or I can't change it in some circumstances for the next 10 years or 20 years or whatever. There's no flexibility. You need flexibility for the next time you come in and meet with us and we go through and we uncover something's changed. Well, maybe we need to take a little lower risk or maybe now you can take more risk. That's the reason why we want to meet every year. Right. And that's the way you're going to be able to get through these zigzaggy times, right? I mean, that, Absolutely. it gives you a little more peace, peace of mind, I guess, at that point. Well, perfect example of this. I just had a client come in and he is trying to figure out he's saving towards buying a house. Right. So he's in his late 20s, early 30s, younger guy, never owned a house before. He's saving towards it. And he's currently putting away about 12 percent of his salary into his 401k, which is great, especially for his age. He's loading up his retirement plan. But his problem is, is he says, I'm not really saving anything towards the house. So what we talked about is there's different ways to utilize that 12% of your salary that you're investing right now. Maybe we need to look at a different style of investment for some of that money so that you start building up a little bit of a house fund. We don't want to hamstring his retirement and just stop putting money in his 401k, but we may want to reallocate some of those things. Well, all that came about in the last 12 months. He met a girl. There's some things going on there that they're probably going to get married soon. That conversation in and of itself says, okay, that guy's life has changed in the last 12 months because there's life things that are going on. He needs to readjust his financial plan accordingly. What we talked about 12 months ago had nothing to do with marriage in a house. It had everything to do with how do I get to retirement? 
before I'm 45, which would be wild and crazy, and it was a big goal, but he wanted to know that number. Those types of conversations happen. But if you don't come in and meet annually with me, and you don't talk about these things with your advisor, and you don't relook at your financial plan, all of a sudden, your effective financial plan just became in, ineffective because you're doing something that isn't heading pushing you towards your goals. Yeah, and I got to say that a massive percent of our successful retirees or people close to retirement come in regularly. I mean, they don't miss a year Mm -hmm. and some of them come in more than uh, once a year. Some of them come in uh, every six months. We have people come in quarterly, but the point is the ones that aren't successful that are struggling later in life are the ones who don't come in regularly. And I'm pretty sure we're not the only advisors out there in the world that have that issue. And if you don't have an advisor, that's another reason why you need an advisor because it's going to make you accountable to do what you need to do for yourself. Because if you're at home free-winging it, putting a little money here or there, saving it in the bank, you're never going to get there because you don't have, well, I can't say you're never going to get there, but you potentially may not ever get there because you don't have direction. You don't have you know, advice from professionals to help guide you along the way. But also you got to be flexible to make changes and do different things. Sitting in the bank isn't going to get you anywhere, really. Well, and you have the perfect example of one of these regular people that come in. It's actually one of your, your pedestal clients of, as of late, because he's retired, moved to Florida. He now is on plan. What F G H I J K he's, he comes in so regular and it's not so much that he's physically in the office, but he connects with you on such a regular basis that he's making new plans to change with his lifestyle as he's figuring out what retirement's really going to look like for him. Yeah. I and mean, that's the perfect example of someone who says, I'm not going to lose touch with my advisor or my financial plan just because life changes. Instead, I'm going to inform them and get on the same page so we're all working together towards the same thing. Right. And he listens to the podcast regularly. So not only does he talk to me on a regular basis and meet with me on a regular basis, he also listens to the podcast. He just So can't tell get your enough. friends and relatives, listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, he just can't get enough of us. I know I have to say that here because he's going to listen to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, he's, uh, we'll get an email about this right here. <laughs> he's laughing right now. <laughs> I know he is. But yeah, you're right. The, just the regular touching base with the with your advisor or your financial plan. Maybe, maybe you're all a do-it-yourselfer and you just listen to this podcast for some different directions and advice. Even then... Touching base and rerunning your numbers, looking at everything, making sure that it all makes sense, or talking about, you know, if you have a spouse or you have some kids and you're going, well, originally I thought this was, my kid was going to go to college. Well, now they're 16 and they, they might not go to college. So what do I need to adjust in my plan to make sure that everything's taken care of with whatever education or trade school, or maybe I need to gift them the money that we were saving, whatever that is. I mean, everything changes and 12 months is a long time. I mean, look at us 12 months ago. We were still trying to figure out the original dosage of COVID. Now we're already onto the third variant. I mean, life changes so fast that even if you're only meeting annually, there's a lot to talk about with your advisor. It's not like nothing happened since the last time you saw them. Right. And it's a necessity. And again, like I said, the least successful clients that we have are ones that don't come in once a year. And that's just sad. We can't get them in. We invite them. We send letters we send emails we call and some people just don't respond you know what that's their that's their business but they're not going to be very successful i can be pretty sure by looking at the clients that we have the ones that don't come in have very little amounts of money saved up no direction really 
Sure. Well, and I think in, in some of those ways, some of the reasons those people don't come in is because they're just embarrassed by the situation they're in. And instead of owning up to the fact that they may be falling a little bit short and they may be a little bit behind on saving for retirement, they just don't approach it at all. Complete avoidance of the idea. And then all of a sudden, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, they're going, well, now I have nothing because I was too... I was too embarrassed or I just didn't think I really had the time to really put in that effort and I wasn't going to be. If you're making excuses now that you can't see your advisor, you can't work on your financial plan, then when is the day that you're going to stop making those excuses and take those steps? And I know that's kind of harsh to say it that way, but I mean, when reality kicks you in the face at 55 and you haven't saved anything for retirement, you have nobody to blame but yourself, right? It's There probably are circumstances that got you there and bad things that happen in life, but it's because you weren't adjusting and changing your plan with those different things that have happened is why you are where you are. So if you are listening and you're younger and you're in your 20s and 30s and you're like, well, I haven't really set up anything financially, it's time. Get on it. Get a plan together. Whether you do it yourself or you've hired an advisor to help you along the way, it's time. You can't wait any longer. You got to make something happen. Yeah, and you shouldn't be embarrassed. There's no reason for no. embarrassment. If you if you haven't done it, then just do it. Nobody's going to lecture you. You're not going to come into our office especially and go, well, listen, you didn't do this, so yeah. we really need a lecture for you. It isn't that way. I think most of us, at least in our office, are excited when somebody comes in there and says, look, I haven't done a very good job. I really need to get on track. What do I got to do? And you're willing to go through the process. We're happy as heck to do that. I mean, I think it's great. I can love to help somebody turn their financial situation around. There's no reason to be embarrassed. So anyhow, get back on to where we're at talking about coming in regularly. What are some other things that you talk about when somebody comes in annually on a regular review, the things that need to be discussed? Well, we talked about you know what lifestyle changes might happen, things like that that we want to update the advisors on or the financial plan on. We talked about risk and things like that. Well, we might need to adjust portfolios based on risk. One of the biggest things and what a lot of people don't think about is, did you get married? Were you divorced? Is there new kids in the family? Do we need to change beneficiaries or change address or things of that nature? It's all the little administrative things that get put on the back burner because you're too busy to think about them or you're too overwhelmed with what's going on. But you have an interesting story. I mean, talk about marriage, divorce, and kids and beneficiaries. That's an important thing to really make sure you get figured out because no one plans on dying. No one, no one gets a date in the future as to the day that they're going to pass away. So making sure that you don't waste any time and getting those things organized according to what your current life situation is, an annual review helps put that on the calendar and make sure that you're not missing something like that. Yeah. And so uh, just to go back to that story of a friend of mine who was a client, uh, still had a 401k that uh, his... I don't know how you want to word it. They were still married, but they hadn't uh, been together like 10 years. She lived so, She lived out of separated, state. Separated, but still married legally. Yeah, angry. <laughs> angry yeah. separation. Anyhow, uh, he couldn't get her to do the disillusion, and she wouldn't sign off on his beneficiary of his retirement plan. And I kept telling him, you need to get that done. If something happens to you, she's going to inherit your 401k. And because uh, she's a beneficiary, and of course, on a four hundred one k, if I want to change your benefit, I'm married because he's still married, even though they're not, you know, living together. She has the right to that as that beneficiary. She has to sign off if he wants to change to a non-spouse beneficiary. 
Well, he tried to get her to do it, and he got into angry arguments, and then he tried to get a dissolution, angry arguments, and then he didn't want to go any further. He just was he was a he's a passive guy. He wasn't the kind of guy that wanted to stir the pot anymore. He was just tired of it. He ended up passing away, unfortunately, about ten years ago. She ended up instead of the kids getting the money from the four hundred one k, she got all the four hundred one k money, and uh, uh, very anxious to have it. Might I might add. And uh, the kids uh, had an estranged relationship with her as well. So they saw none of it. They saw none of it. Even though his main goal and what he had shared with you originally is that I want this money to go to my kids. Absolutely. I would rather it go to, to my kids than go to her. But because he wasn't on top of things on a regular basis and he let that kind of after the argument and the pushback and all that, he just kind of said, you know, I'm just going to put it in the back burner. I'm not worried about it. It ended up going completely wrong compared to what his wishes were. Right. And he had an account with me. And fortunately, that was not an um, employer based plan. So he, he changed when he opened that account up, he just uh, put his kids as beneficiaries on it. So it all worked right. out fine. But so it that there's a perfect example of how beneficiaries are extremely important. And how many times do we uncover that in an annual review? A lot. Well, and I just had one where they had a kid and they didn't, they didn't really, oh, we never added that kid's three years old now. We never added him as a beneficiary. Well, no, because we haven't met in three years. And that's what happens when you, if you're not on a regular basis getting in touch, things like that, that could have been a real weird situation. Now, I don't know. I think the secondary beneficiary was his parents. So, would it have been a big deal? Well, maybe if you're not in a good relationship with your parents and all of a sudden your parents inherit your money instead of your wife or your kid, that could be a big deal, you know? So there's just different things that you want to stay on top of them, even though they don't seem like big deals like, oh, yeah, I'll get to my financial advisor and change my beneficiaries eventually or, oh, yeah, I'll change that. You know, I want to add a little bit more money to my IRA or whatever it is. I'll get to that eventually. That It doesn't happen eventually. You got to really be diligent and build that habit of saying at least once a year, if not more than that, I'm going to look at this financial plan, look at my stuff, my portfolio, make sure I'm on track with everything. Yeah, in our annual review, there it's on our sheet, review sheet is, you know, here's your beneficiaries, are they still good? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many times um, if somebody hasn't been in for two or three years and you read those beneficiaries, they go, oh, no, no, I don't want that. And I mm-hmm. go... You know, this is why you need to come in regularly or how will we know yeah. that you don't get along with your sister any longer or your brother or whatever. Right. You know, so that's a, that's a big reason as well. So there's just so many factors. There's no reason to not do it other than you just don't want to deal with it. Too busy is a terrible excuse. Don't want to deal with it is a terrible excuse. I mean, there's just, there's no real excuse. Just, yeah. You there's need no to... legitimate excuse. How's that? Right. And the regret on the other end is way bigger, right? Like the, oh, absolutely. The loss of control of those funds for the people that you actually care about and want to have that, that, that can be devastating to them after you're gone. Now, yeah, and there's you may other... be gone, but the damage is done. Exactly. Right? So, so, Annual reviews, they're important. Um, they're one of the five habits that financially effective people need to need to have. We talked last episode, you know, um, what we talked about was having that long-term perspective. We talked about that at the beginning of the podcast again. Those are two of the five that we're talking about. So we're going to have another episode here coming up not too long from now and probably just a few weeks for our next habit that you need to generate. But in the meantime, what I really want to do, give you a little bit of homework, is schedule your annual review with your advisor. This is the time. I've been picking on you. Brad's been picking on you. It's been about 20 minutes now. You've been listening to us jabber along. It's time. This is your homework. 
Call your advisor if you haven't already met with them this year and schedule it before December 31st. Get an end-of-the-year review in. Holiday season, I know, is busy for family stuff, but it's also the perfect time to get into your advisor's office because nobody wants to go during Christmas time, so you know their schedule's going to be open. So (laughs) take a look at it, get yourself on the calendar, and get the job done. Now, if you don't have an advisor and you're looking for somebody... This is the perfect time to hire somebody at the end of the year. Get things looked at. Get a relook at your 401k mix, your your IRAs on the side, different stuff like that. If you're looking for an advisor, we're taking on new clients here at Fike Advisors. It's fikeadvisors.com. There's a schedule now button in the top right corner. It takes you about three minutes to get everything all scheduled and organized. And then you can schedule a phone call, an in-person meeting, a Zoom call, whatever you're most comfortable with, and we'll touch base with you and see what we can help you with. But don't miss this opportunity to just get it on the calendar. Yeah. And I also like to uh, put a little plug in there for our uh, podcast here. Can you like tell your friends and relatives Ooh, uh, yes. to listen in? Because, you know, I like to build this a little bit. That's true. And it's funny. We talk about this off air all the time of how we need to like plug a little bit of that. And I always forget to do it when we're talking to the people and we're actually on the mic. But yeah, so a few things you can do. One, obviously the biggest thing is just share the podcast with your family and friends. Just say, hey, look, listen to these bozo guys on the microphone Bozos. every hey. couple weeks and, and they have some good things to say. And that Brad guy is some sort of yoga master that when we when we see him, we just can't quite picture it. But yeah, share this <laughs> podcast. <Whoa. with> <laughs> share the podcast uh. with your family and friends. That would help us a ton. But the other thing that you can do is leave us a rating and review, depending on what you're listening on. If you're on Apple uh, Podcasts, you can leave us a uh, five-star review or a one-star if you really don't like us. And then write a little bit about it because that puts us up towards the top of the list when people search for financial podcasts. Or one of the best things you can do is on Spotify, rate us on there because... A lot of people are listening on Spotify anymore because there's just a lot more information available um, and it's easier to access. So wherever you're listening to us, rate and review us, um, share us with your friends and family. That would help us along a lot. Please do. I'd love to uh, see that uh, listenership expand. Yeah. We should have a goal. So how you measure podcasts, and I'm sharing this with everybody listening so that they're a part of this goal So they get to listen to our think tank right here. That's right. We should have a goal for a number of downloads. It's one of the kind of the the metrics of how many times does your podcast get downloaded because you can't tell how many times somebody listens to it. But how many downloads? We should hit that number and we should do some sort of fun episode. So is six good? Six. Yeah, I think we've had a few. I think we've had at least six. We okay. We have like 50 plus episodes. So if we don't have six downloads, we're doing something completely wrong. Okay, so help us out. Yeah. How's we'll, that? We'll pick a number. Let's pick a number for next episode because I don't know what we're at download wise. I'd have to look at the numbers again. Um, we'll pick a number for our next episode and we'll set a goal for a higher number than that. And then we'll do some sort of fun celebration. I don't know what it'll be. Oh, boy. We just do a one-off episode. That has I can do cartwheels. Yeah, I don't know. That that would be part of that would definitely be entertaining. I'll do them in a skinny hallway that way I can't fall over. <laughs> and so there maybe they don't want to download our podcast anymore cuz they don't want to watch that. Video. You may not. No, but you know, <laughs> hey, what more enjoyment can you get? You can get these guys that are all serious and salesy hyped up and blah 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 with a you know, what do you call those things where you have the, everything written down? A script? Like a script. We don't have telepr- a script. We freewheel they, they every teleprompters day. like they're reading the news yeah, or something. Yeah, we're total freewheelers. We should be like a radio we show. We honestly... Because we just flip around wherever we feel like talking. We do wing it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So anyway, definitely schedule your annual review. Build the habit of that and checking in with your financial portfolio. Head over to fikeadvisors.com. Click the schedule now button if you're looking to schedule with us. 
And in the meantime, have a good rest of your day. Any final thoughts, Brad? Nope. Have a great holiday. Bye, guys. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.